0: and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at Mike C. tennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my
1: sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more
0: about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. You can also help support the podcast by visiting Patreon.com slash BehindTheRacketPod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now.
1: Getting to chat with my daughter's favorite human being in the world, Jamie Loeb here. Um, We're going to record this... On a Sunday, before the main draw starts, you we're going to release it on the Tuesday when you are going to be playing your first round match. Uh, we've got Rihanna in the background. Yep. There's like nobody here.
2: Hopeless place. We <laughs> found love in a hopeless place. Look I'm, at us. I'm still
1: looking. Though.
2: <laughs> Same. <laughs> I've, got,
1: I've got a long way to go on that. Uh, actually, I don't even think I'm looking right now. But that's separate. That's not <laughs> why we're here. Um, the peace and quiet. Right now, just being on the grounds is so nice.
2: Incredible. I wish it would stay like this. I'm a little bit nervous for tomorrow and the rest of the week. It's been so nice just having my space, not being overwhelmed. Like, I really like it, to be honest.
1: But so I, we've talked a lot over the last year, right? The, the anxiety levels that I've had with COVID and things like that, I'm, that's what I'm nervous about is like being around like thousands of people all of a sudden.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely going to be a change. Um, even for me, I haven't played in front of a big crowd in Mm. quite some time. You know, I've been in and out of airports, been around a lot of people and I've kind of gotten over that, but just everywhere I walk, like it's going to be different. Um, I don't really, don't know how you prepare for that, but. We'll, we'll find out tomorrow. I mean,
1: it's a good thing that you have a day. Yes. At least to just be in it again. Yes. I get stuck in a little booth in the corner and I'm just in my peace and quiet and in my element and it's a little bit different all of a sudden. Yeah. Are you playing on grandstand? Is that the, yes, the plan? Yes.
2: I am playing on grandstand. Um, yes. On okay. Tuesday. Third on.
1: Third on. It's mm-hmm. not bad. I mean, like this has been a crazy year for you.
2: Oh, yeah. To say the least. <laughs> Where should we start? I, I,
1: I don't know. I guess here's where I'm going to start, and I want to explain why you're my my daughter's favorite person. My daughter even,
2: even ahead of Noah.
1: Well, that's not saying much. Yeah, that's true. It's I true. mean, you're ahead of Noah, on everybody's <laughs> like his parents. For God's sakes, I think that's true. I think everybody knows that grandparents. Well, yes. Yeah. Um, my daughter was going through a little bit of an anxiety. Time where she was wearing sunglasses, kind of like that protection thing. I thought, who better to chat with than Jamie Loeb? And I put you guys on the phone together, and then all of a sudden she said, Daddy, you can leave now. And I was just like, okay. (laughs) Sorry, Jamie. But, like, that that meant so much, but I know that that's not an isolated thing for you. Like, it's important for you to make those human connections where you're going, right?
2: Yeah, I... I love making connections. I honestly make connections everywhere I go, but I love Marnie. She's such a sweetie and I'm so glad I can help in any way. I love to make an impact on people's lives. And it means so much when people recognize that. And, um, you know, it makes me feel really good. And, you know, we FaceTime, you know, frequently I would say. She's drawn me um, a portrait, Yes. Um, you know, well, frogs. we're getting yeah frogs. She, I have a frog, a tadpole named after me. Um, Rest I still. In peace. Um, yeah. Sorry, she passed. Yeah, tough. <laughs> um, we tried. I, we tried. I have to still get the bracelet. Yes. Um, you know, she's very artsy to say the she least. She is. Yeah, she is. She's very talented. Yeah.
1: Uh, but it's allowed me to get a little bit kind of behind the scenes of your life. It has been a challenging year. I think it's been challenging for a lot of people in your situation you're not alone in that but can you walk us through how challenging it has been to be a player outside of the top 100 finding opportunities on top of it you are a social being you've been challenged in that way as well I mean what what sums it up
2: Oh, a roller coaster. It's been a roller coaster probably the past two to three years, I would say. But this year in particular, um, not many people know, but I had COVID in January. I was in Abu Dhabi for a WTA tournament and ended up getting stuck there and had pretty bad... For a long period. Yeah. I really didn't know how I was going to get out, to be honest. I had pretty bad symptoms. Uh, to this day, I still can't taste and smell properly. Either don't smell at all, or have this one weird smell, and then that affects my eating and mm. tasting things. So, it's took it's taken it's taken a lot out of me, like mentally, emotionally, physically, to even get back on court and to feel good again. That took months, and um, you know, so that was one massive, massive hurdle to overcome, um, and you know, I am social and like during that time too, I was struggling, like not having that social interaction and being so far away from home and wanting my family. And you know, what got me through is FaceTiming with my close ones. And I think during that time I did a lot of self-reflection, just knowing who my people are, who's mm-hmm. there for me, who I can lean on. And um, yeah, and then from there, I think that's just kind of changed some dynamics and relationships in my life. Like just cutting some boundaries, cutting out some, Toxic, um, fat, and uh, just focusing a lot on myself because for so long I love and try to make people happy and please them, and I needed to find that with myself. Like I needed to get that from deep within, and I'm still working on it. But right now, I I think I have come so far, and that's just only one obstacle. <laughs> I feel like there's we so much. We've even
1: started talking about the tenants. Yeah. Is, that, is that through like a therapeutic situation, or has that all been individual?
2: Um, no, during that time, I started with a um, different, uh, different sports psychologist, and she's been incredible. Like, I tell her, I'm like, you deserve like all the credit here. She's like, no, you did it. So I'm she's
1: like, getting the seventy five thousand dollars that you earned last um,
2: week, or is that how that works? <laughs> well,
0: maybe
2: not that way, but no, she's been great. She's been absolutely incredible, and you know, has made me think in different ways, and just really, you know, forced myself to just like. Find different strategies to cope with things, and it's just been incredible to see like how the little things truly make a difference.
1: What are the little things that have made a difference for you lately?
2: Um, you know, I've I've really dug deep within myself. Like I've done a lot of like journaling, and just I don't know it. It's just like a buildup. A lot of routines. I'm very routine oriented, so. I've just tried to come up with some sort of routine, even when I was stuck with in COVID, I would literally had to write down, like watch Netflix. Like I had no routine. I couldn't work out. I couldn't taste or smell yeah, my right, food. Right. Like All my comfort was gone. So I needed some structure. I'd be like, watch Netflix, meditate, like to keep me on track. And that's just who I am. So finding my routine. Um, oh yeah, I also, the past, month or two months, I changed my diet completely. Mm. Um, I found out that I was uh, intolerant to gluten and other things. And I completely cut that out. And to be honest, I feel incredible. So I think combination of, you know, working on the mental side and, um, you know, tuning up the little details on the physical side, nutrition side, like that has just helped me so much on court.
1: It's, um, you mentioned trimming Fat from uh, some social side. Uh, I think that'd be that's a that's a very interesting way to put it, Jamie Loeb. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've I've done the same. I I think we've all had to kind of eliminate people from our lives of late. I I think it's kind of forced us to focus on the more positive things. So who, you know, I don't want you to just single out people, but what 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 kind of traits have you been finding? in your friends specifically, um, that, that have been really helpful for you?
2: You know, just compassion, support, um, just showing up for me, not only in the good moments, but the low moments. Cause mm. I have had some really low moments the past, like six months, like really, really low. Um, and just knowing who's there for me mm. and they, those people, they know who they are, their loyalty. Like I love them to death and just seeing that and then from there you know I can kind of sort out like how much love I can give to everyone I can't I can't give all of myself if I'm not hundred percent right. and you know knowing that it's okay that you know some people I can give more to some a little less and like if they get offended oh well like just not caring so much um, what everybody thinks just the people that in my inner circle Mm. and that's taken time and i'm proud of myself for recognizing this and being aware of these relationships and how to manage them
1: and are you also making sure you're giving more love to yourself
2: yes that is the biggest (laughs) one that is the biggest one yes i am and once again like i'm really proud of myself you know i've i've seen that change it didn't happen overnight and it's still work in progress but yeah, I'm I'm definitely loving myself a lot more and being it's, so much nicer to myself.
1: It's such an interesting thing because I don't think um, a lot of people who have to go week to week, city to city, you kind of lose track of that aspect, don't you?
2: Yeah, you kind of just get lost in it. and You're doing
1: that- a lot of details of like, okay, now I'm in my next hotel. You're not actually focusing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it becomes normal. And you're like, oh, well, this is normal. But no, like, there's things you can do to help yourself. And those that's what I've been trying to do. And it's not always going to be amazing. And I know that, but it's just managing the tough times and, you know, relying on my people, but also relying on myself and trusting myself that I will always be there. Like, I am my biggest advocate, fan. Like, I need myself more than anyone, to be honest.
1: So we've talked a little bit about the ups and downs personally, but then the tennis side, I mean, you have uh, this incredible moment to get into Wimbledon qualies, the last last tournament you could have earned points, you earned enough. Then if if memory serves from Resultina, I think what, you lost like five five straight after that, something something like that. Four
2: or five. Yeah, it's like, it's been
1: tough. Europe
2: was not good (laughs) and I'm not going back (laughs) <laughs> the rest of twenty twenty one. Maybe I'll just show up for French next year. But wow, I was so lonely, and yeah. that was the biggest feeling when I was over there. I was, I felt so alone. And similar when I was in Abu Dhabi, I felt so alone. W- and walk
1: me through what, what it was like in terms because you, there's other here. You're not alone. Yeah. You have the ability, obviously, to be around players. So what was it like that made you feel alone?
2: You know, for most of those tournaments, I was the only American there. Mm. I didn't have a group of people that, you know, I like enough to hang out with. I call, like, my close friends. Um, You know, Wimbledon, I had my former assistant coach, Courtney Nagel, with me, which was awesome. Like, you know, I loved having her there, so that was nice. Um, and then when I was in Poland, um, a former coach that I know, he was the, term, or was the director at that club. And I asked him if he can help me out. And honestly, I think everything started in Poland. Like just having someone and having the reassurance that it's not my tennis, like my tennis is fine. It's just mentally being happy, enjoying it, like finding enjoyment, not only on court, but off court. And it just made me feel more at peace. Cause I'm like, I don't know, is my forehand, my backhand, this, that. like what is wrong Mm -hmm. and he was like you're hitting amazing and you're playing fine it's just mentally you're just in a different place so then I was like okay so that helped me and then I started to build from that week onwards but yeah Europe was just very lonely and I do like I'm very independent I'll go sightsee and explore but at the same time I want to be around people and have that love and care
1: so how do you do that next year when you inevitably go to australia when you go to europe how how do you enable that
2: hopefully i'll have somebody with me whether it's a physio or a trainer coach just i think i just want somebody there a friend um haven't really thought about it yet but
1: Yeah, I, do. I don't mean to take you away yeah, from preparations no. from a big match on <laughs> Tuesday. But Yeah,
2: I haven't thought about it yet. Um, I mean, I'm definitely in a better mind frame now where I think I can manage myself. But for the bigger stage, I would like someone there.
1: It's a, I, I remember, I don't, I don't want to name names here, but a coach started working with a prominent player a few years ago who said he was really close to, and this is going to sound really awful, but hiring this, per, this player's friends for a week at a time to come to destinations just so the the player wouldn't feel alone. I mean, is that obviously the money side is aside, but it, I mean, would you start wanting to do that? So you have like that companionship, is that crucial? Or do you think you need that or no?
2: I looked into that. Yeah. Um, that's one option. Like I asked a few of my friends, I was like, hey, can you come to Europe with me? <laughs> like help, can somebody come save me. Um, so that's an option, but I think, you know, right now, especially the past couple of weeks, like having my coach, my uh, trainer with me, like I've been, I've really liked that. I feel like I've benefited, especially with my trainer, um, Igda, a lot, just like on the physical side and having that routine. So I feel like he would be someone that I would love to travel with me. I mean, any of my teammates at UNC, <laughs> like, yeah.
1: I'm available some yeah. weeks, you know, <laughs> I, I can come to Europe.
2: I mean, <laughs> Perfect,
1: Marnie. Marnie I can only get come. better from
2: here, to be honest. I mean,
1: Marnie would love to go to Paris. She's read about it. Yes? Okay. No? Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't think you bought into that <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, do you want to take a question from WhatsApp? Sure. Okay. Throw in the headphones. I'm going to see. I think this should work. Uh, all right. Okay. Ready? If you don't hear it, let me know. Okay.
0: Miss Loeb, it's your good friend Noah Rubin here. First, got to congratulate you on on queuing at the Open. We both know just how (laughs) overwhelming it could be. And I actually think that even though we both love playing in front of fans, that you playing without fans at the Open is probably at times, especially in this case scenario, the best thing that could have happened to you. Um, It's been an interesting few months. Obviously, we've, we've had some long conversations about transitions and how you feel about tennis and... You know, you had that great run at the 100K um, a few weeks ago, and and to follow it up with this result, I know you must be feeling amazing. And This is tennis. I mean, we, we, we both go through these ups and downs, but what does it feel to have an up be at the Open? You know, I don't think people always grasp the idea of how much the Open means to us. So what does that mean to you?
2: Well... I know. Noah. <laughs> Noah's like at here. a state fair right now. Yeah, it feels like you're right here. Um, well, I'm gonna correct you. as a 125k in Charleston. So you know, get your facts right. Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, when going into the open, I was like, honestly, I think this is my time to shine. As much as I love the crowd, love the people, love the support. Don't get me wrong. I think it sometimes adds a little bit of pressure and expectations. And gives people almost the right to tell you what you should and shouldn't be doing and not having as many people here like I felt more free um doesn't mean you know I'm I'm exci- I'm so excited for Tuesday going to have a lot of people out there and definitely going to feed off the crowd and the energy but I think this has just allowed me to play a little bit more freer and not have that pressure and um, feel like I have to prove myself I feel like I've already done that and I've prove to myself that I belong here and that's like the biggest victory so far and I'm just going to continue to build off of it. It's that.
1: interesting because I did I talking thinking back to our conversations like six months ago I don't know if you would have been anywhere close to saying something like that.
2: No um and yeah shout out to you and Noah we've we've had many conversations you guys have <laughs> seen the ups and downs and a lot there's been a lot of downs recently ups so yeah and I think you know, right now I just believe a lot more in myself, but once again, this just didn't come overnight. It's been a lot of work with myself, making some hard decisions, having to just, I just had to trust myself. Literally two weeks before I made the finals of Charleston, I wrote a, like an essay in my phone, how I'm, like I'm taking a break from tennis in the fall. I texted my advisor, Also, side note, I am taking classes still (laughs) through UNC. Um, I texted my advisor, I was like, Mike, is it possible for me to just finish in the fall and to just take six classes and graduate? And he's like, I can check, but Mm. I think that shouldn't be a problem. Like, all right, well, I might be doing that. (laughs) Two weeks later, make finals of Charleston. (laughs) I'm not taking six classes, I'm taking two classes right now, but that's where my head was at.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's it's really remarkable because you hear about these kind of stories all the time. It's been nice for me because I don't get to see that very often, like the actual growth, actual development of somebody's emotional state. But it's like been super clear. It's been super clear just in your tone. So Tuesday, how are you handling your ticket situation?
2: Oh, God. Um, <laughs> just leave it at that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, so last time, the only other time was in main draw, I played on Ash. Second 2015. time. 2015. I didn't
1: realize it had been six years. Yeah.
2: It's crazy. Time, time flies. Yes, it does. Um, I was on Ash, now I'm on, I'm on grandstand. Um, and when I was in Ash, I put, I filled my box completely. And now I'm like, you know what? I know who I want there. You know, family. Jay, Igda, um, Jeff, family friend who's been watching my matches as well, maybe a couple other people, but I'm I'm gonna keep it simple and just yeah, just do that. So
1: okay, and your family.
2: <laughs> I think my family love you guys. <laughs> they've been okay. They've been so supportive. They've yeah. been incredible. Um, I think my mom is gonna watch the only time she's watched me was when I played on Ash and like doubles, like she doesn't watch me play. She's Mm -hmm. actually been watching me online and she's been so proud and it's been like awesome. You know, she's come, my mom has come a long way here (laughs) like from not watching me to like now like actively watching me on the computer. So shout out to growth. Um, Yeah, no, my family's been great. They've been so supportive and you know, I'm excited. I am excited to play in front of them this year.
1: Let's talk about Gem Meats.
2: Gem Meats, yep. Uh,
1: explain for people who don't know uh, Gem Meats.
2: Okay, Gem Meats, um, my dad is a wholesale meat purveyor in New York, and that is his company. Um, J, I think the J E is for his name, Jerry, and then the M was for his former partner years ago. Um, you know, during the pandemic, he lost a lot of business. He sells meat to Restaurants all over you know, Westchester, Connecticut, Jersey, the city, and everything shut down, and he didn't have that, so he was doing a lot of home deliveries, um, you know, giving pe- people meat, and I was trying to support him and get the word out. And, you know, he's he's still doing it. Um, you know, great meat. Our Sunday dinners <laughs> growing up was always incredible. Short ribs to this day were probably my favorite meal of his. <laughs> So I love you, Dad. Giving you this plug.
1: I just—we've been talking about this for a year. I have yet to ha- have the experience of any type of gem meat. I am now here for two weeks. I, I think I have a microwave. I got to be able to cook something.
2: Yeah, I—I will—I will get in touch with my dad. He—the thing is, he's not shipping anywhere. But at this point. I'm
1: up the street. I know. I know. He's got to be able to provide some type of a meat that can be cooked in a hotel room.
2: All right. I'll. Uh, you know what? Should I just call him now? <laughs> we can
1: actually put put it on. Yeah. From my phone. Oh God. We can hook it up through Bluetooth. Oh God.
2: We'll maybe we'll do this after. <laughs> or maybe on the boardwalk, he can start selling meat out there instead of selling tickets. Just make put a meat stand out there.
1: <laughs> it's. I. I just know you're super close with your family. They're up the road. It's a challenge here at this event, isn't it?
2: In what? In what? In what? terms
1: of just the added pressure of being a New Yorker here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of used to that. Yeah. And I think this year I'm just doing a much better job of not focusing on the distractions and focusing yeah. a lot on myself and not everybody else and you know I love my family and I know they love me and I've also really relied on them heavily when I was really down the past you know four to six months and um, you know I yeah like I'm excited to have them here I mean I don't know if my dad can make it unfortunately Um, we'll see but yeah I'm I'm really looking forward to it
1: I, I hope I get to meet them
2: you will, I, I you'll, hope. you'll, I hope you mean, honestly, you should do a podcast with my mom. Noah has <laughs> plenty of stories. It will be highly entertaining.
1: <laughs> All right. So as, as we wrap up here, cause we're at the, the 25 minute mark, let's talk about Noah Rubin. Oh yes. Because I, I, I
2: love your shirt by the thank way. Thank you.
1: I am wearing the prototype of the, I hate Noah Rubin shirt there. It's going to be tweaked. It's going to be tweaked so that the, I hate Noah Rubin part is actually bigger.
2: bigger Good.
1: And the not really part is smaller. Good. Um, you have just gone through a, a true transformation of self. Tweaking of self, whatever you want to call it, right? I think he's at the beginning of his process. You have an open mic to talk to Noah, like, where he can't talk back to you, because that's always the issue, isn't true.
0: it?
1: Have at it. What would you say to Noah just to kind of, as, as you know, he's going through his process?
2: You know... I think with me, I had to commit a lot to myself and look at myself in the mirror and be like, what makes me happy? And I've spoken about happiness a lot with Noah. My happiness may look different than his happiness, but it's like envisioning yourself where you want to be, who you want to surround yourself with, and then kind of working backwards. But you really have to commit to it and commit to yourself. And Noah, like, love you. We've known each other for ages, but... I just don't know if he's committed to himself fully behind the racket, other things going on. I I totally understand being pulled in totally in so many different directions. Mm -hmm. I'm always pulled in so many different directions and trying to do everything, but it's just managing yourself and prioritizing yourself. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing for him and how much he really wants him, what he's willing to do. But that has to come from him.
1: It's, you have to be selfish. Yes. We, we, That's what I learned. We talk a lot about how we don't want this to be just a selfish sport, right? Yeah. But ultimately, if you're going to be successful in it, you do have to be selfish in a way, in terms of just prioritizing the emotional and mental side. You can have a good team around you, and that's pretty crucial. But ultimately, you do have to be kind of selfish and focusing on yourself.
2: And that's, that's part of me putting boundaries on people and certain situations and... Relationships, friendships, and I had to be selfish. Um, I'm going to disappoint people. And for a while, like that really upset me, like disappointing someone like that hurts, like really bad. But if I know if I want to do this job, like I'm going to have to be selfish and make tough decisions and I'm going to have to live with it. And I I came to a point where I'm like, look, Jamie, you have to look if you're going to stop, if you're going to quit, if you're going to take a break, like you have to be like, look, have I given this everything? And I, I haven't until like now I have really been putting in the work. I always work hard, but like investing in myself, putting the work in for myself and not spending so much energy on other people and what they care. I'm still, look, I'll always care, but it's just prioritizing the care.
1: Between you and Paolo Lorenzi yesterday on the podcast, this is like the happiest two podcasts we've ever had. Wow! Really, it's uh, uh, part of it being Noah's not on one of them. Um, but it, it, thank you for this. It, it's great to chat with you as always. Um, I, I'm supposed to, I think, actually call my daughter right now. If I'm since I'm with you, actually, she Face said time. she said if if you're with Jamie or Noah, uh,
2: me me.
1: I know. Well, I put you first. Yeah. Then you have to Facetime. So for maybe sure. we'll do that, but not not on the pod. Yeah. She's not a. She's got her own YouTube channel, but. Uh, people don't need to see that quite yet. It's not, it's not ready for
0: primetime yet. Um, yet. But, Jamie, thank you.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoahRubin33, at MikeCTennis, Tennis, and at Behind the Racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on
1: iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you behind the racket.